He's alive. I mean, we're live. It's our very first live stream. Hey, Paul, how are you doing? Hey, not too bad, not too bad. A bit of a weird one doing a, a live stream video, but hopefully we'll get through it okay. Somebody's watching. It's probably, probably you <laughs> on your phone. Someone's watching. Yeah. So, yeah, we thought we'd try out doing a live stream for our review of the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So we're think we sort of know what we're doing, but uh, we'll probably mess this up in some in some way. And it's quite intimidating that there's now three people viewing it as well. <laughs> three, three poor souls just listening to us at eleven o'clock on a Monday night. I'll just try I'll just try and ignore that. Right, so this podcast is going to be a spoiler review. We'll just get that in off the bat about the first two episodes of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, which we previewed a few weeks ago. And I think we've been burning to look forward to this. And there's Strachan saying, yeah, baby. Number one fan. There we go. See it on the screen? I see it there, bye. There we go. Hi, Strachan. How are we doing? So I, I, said, I, said, I, said, I said to Strachan, I was mentioning this, I've actually finally just saw Doctor Strange at the cinema with Strachan, and it's weird to immediately go in and talk about Obi-Wan. I know, don't get confused between the two. But we should get in and talk about Obi-Wan so we don't lose our, our viewers. Okay, so our plan is just to talk through the episodes uh, one, then two, and it means anyone who hasn't seen the second episode can tune out before then. So, Paul, you want to start us off? with your thoughts on the the very start and just for information we did watch these two episodes together i know it's the first time we've watched anything together in ages i think the last thing we watched was like suicide squad and yeah. i don't think that's out anyway yeah i think it was on the dodgy fire stick uh, um but um yeah uh, i think for about five minutes before we started watching it colin was just sitting there going oh god oh god it's happening it's happening yeah. It, it wasn't so much that it was the the prequel the recap. recap you get um as the previously on which was really good yeah even the recap was just like oh um uh, honestly I, I could have i could have just stopped after the recap and i was still would have been quite fulfilled it was very <laughs> very emotional but it started off like a house on fire didn't they in the first yeah. the opening scene uh order 66 um Live action clone troopers, you were saying you were excited to tell me, yeah, because every every single clone trooper in the prequels was CGI, so it was really cool seeing them in live action, yeah, definitely adds an extra dimension to it, anyway. Well, we got a wee comment here from my father, saw the two episodes tonight, buzzing for part three. Nice to, <laughs> that's quite cool, I'm quite enjoying this, yeah. So, the introduction <laughs> was really cool, uh, seeing Order 66 from a different perspective and all the the fighting going on inside the the jedi temple yeah it was it was nice to actually see because obviously we've played a lot of video games and stuff where we've kind of fought through the jedi temple during order 66 so it's cool to see it in live actions did they just to be kind of snippets you've seen in revenge of the sith should we just go in off the bat and say that the the main villain so far uh, reva there's a lot of speculation, which is probably correct, that she's one of the younglings at the start. Yeah, as soon as I seen Reva and the way she was talking about, like she was desperate to get Kenobi, and when the Grand Inquisitor was talking about her, like I don't know, just the way the sh- the, the shot was framed, 
at the start. Like it seemed to just focus kind of a wee bit on her. I don't know how. Yeah. Um, and that's what made me think she is one of the young ones back then. But I don't know timeline wise mm. if that makes sense. But it was kind of what I thought. I think I said to you when we were watching it the other night. I said to you, I thought that was the case. Yeah, I think she definitely is, and it's been mentioned quite a few times that the Inquisitors are fallen Jedi. They've turned to the dark side, so it's quite likely that that's the case. Yeah. What? Um. Oh, I was going to say we'll probably talk a bit later on about uh, Reva herself. Um. Or do you want to talk about it now? Nah, I think we'll save that for a bit because the after the Order sixty six scene, um, we then arrive on the. Star Wars favourite planet, Tatooine. Yeah, they definitely got shares in Tatooine. Was that, sorry? They definitely got shares in Tatooine. Yes, definitely. And I'm trying to remember now. I probably should have watched that again today, but I didn't have time. There's the first scene where Obi-Wan's doing his day job. I think so, yeah, yeah. Do you know what they're cutting up? Because I, I, I'm assuming right. it's probably something well-known. No, not quite. Something they mentioned in the book of Boba Fett was that Tatooine used to be a water planet. Right, okay. And the only thing I've seen is that the, it was some kind of aquatic creature, maybe from back in the, the heyday that was getting chopped up. I see, I see. Yeah, so it was quite an interesting wee, uh, wee section that, wasn't it? Because they're all getting paid by the gonk droids. Yeah, it's nice to see them finally being put to use. But also, I didn't realise it the first time I watched it that Obi-Wan was just taking bits of meat and taking them home for his dinner. I didn't actually realise he'd taken them from there. I didn't realise it until the second time when he did it, because I was like, oh, he's going to get caught. But that's the first time you kind of see Obi-Wan as well not standing up for himself mm. or standing up for others like you would expect him to. He's definitely a different character than he was before, and I was half expecting him. Oh, Alien saying hello. Hello. Hello, Alien. <laughs> um, I was half expecting him to maybe use a Jedi mind trick on the the manager guy. Yeah, the kind of foreman guy, yeah. Right, and try and save him in some way, but that didn't happen. But I think it really was just setting the scene that this is a different Kenobi that we've not seen before. Yeah, he's definitely a broken man. It's like a, he's like me after a, a weekend on the on the booze. Is this you your haircut? Is this a tribute to Kenobi? Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully I'm not not like a homeless Kenobi, eh? <laughs> so he finishes his shift and then he gets a wee it's like a wee pull car back to Mos Eisley. Aye. Shuttle bus. I'll go for a shuttle bus. Yeah. And then he finds his Oh, I've forgotten. That's bad. Online, I've forgotten the name of the creature. Yeah, Tatooine Camel. I mentioned it in a previous podcast now, I can't remember. Oh, you mentioned it in the preview, eh? Oh, <laughs> I'm just having having stage fright here. So he then goes back to his homestead, and it's not the homestead that we know from A New Hope. It's actually just a, a cave, really. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, isn't it? That's just a, a basic... Basic cave, no frills, no TV, no nothing. Yeah, but he's got some some technology out at the front. Oh, is, is that just? Do we know what that? It's just as an R two droid, isn't it? Some kind of astromech under the sand that's acting as like a sensor to see if anyone's in the cave because it comes into play later on. Yeah. Um. Are we just going to just are we just doing this like scene by scene? Are we just going to like just 
No, we're, we're just kind of kind of getting there. Um, so, yeah, he goes to his cave. He's sitting, looking a bit sad, and then he starts spying on the neighbours. I know he's a bit of a bit of a dodgy one, isn't he? Stuart, um, Stuart signing out for the night. He's um, driving to Tatooine at five a.m. Oh, better make sure he doesn't clog those filters with all that sand. <laughs> so yeah, so Obi Wan's spying on Owen Lars and Young Luke. Yep, from afar, good old peeping Obi. And that's a a scene that's been heavily memed already. Yep, and we used it as our thumbnail as well. Yeah. So Luke plays a wee prank, disappears, and then appears on top of the house pretending to drive a pod racer and looking a lot like 1999 Anakin. Yeah, and you can see kind of Obi-Wan's looking a bit shocked, isn't he? Well, not shocked, but a bit kind of like, oh, it's happening again. Uh, it's getting uh, the deja vu. So I'm having a, I'm having a total mind blank what happens next. There's, do we not cut then? No, actually, before we see Obi Wan at work, that's the scene with the Inquisitors and Mos Eisley. That actually comes first. So it is. Or your character is. Yes. And so the Inquisitors, so for anyone who doesn't know, Inquisitors first came up in Rebels and they're essentially Dark Force users, most of them former Jedi who are hunting down the remaining Jedi. So they've came to Tatooine because they've heard there's a Jedi about, and they went into a cantina. And we're made to think, would you say, Paul, that we're made to think it's Obi-Wan they're looking for at first? Uh, I didn't think that. Um, I don't think they're looking for someone else. But I thought, see, when the, the owner was getting um, like interrogated in front of everybody, yeah. There was a guy at the bar um, behind him, like a baldy guy, and he never turned around or it. And, and my eye was always kind of on him, thinking that he was the Jedi, and he was just kind of playing it. Because right. you know, in some movies, it's kind of that's the way it's kind of set up. Yeah, um, I wasn't quite sure. I wasn't quite sure who the Jedi was at first, actually. What did you make of the Inquisitors then? Because the, the head shape of the Grand Inquisitor the leader was quite criticized because it differed from the TV show. Personally, I thought I, I quite liked him when it came to reality. I thought the actor put in a really good performance and he was very menacing. Yeah, I really liked him as well. Like, I've actually, I'm on uh, halfway through season two of Rebels. I was watching a bit this morning. Oh, right. Nice. So, End of season two is amazing, by the way. Don't give me any nonsense. So, I was watching it and the Inquisitor's in it quite a lot. But, I didn't really mind like the head shape. It's not a, a big deal to me. Um, and I thought he played it really well. He's very measured, very calm. And like you were saying, like menacing, just kind of wandering about, telling a story, putting everybody on edge. And he's the, the calm, collected one. And Reva's just the kind of reckless uh, wildfire of the bunch. Yeah, it was quite, it was quite interesting. We'll talk more about the character later on, but it was quite interesting that she's totally going against everyone else's wishes and she's been very antagonistic towards the rest of the Inquisitors. Yeah, it's quite weird though, that she's so high up if she's got such a, a bad attitude. Yeah. They thought so, that would be stamped out pretty quick. Yeah, so they eventually find Nari is the name of the, the Jedi. They find him in the cantina. There's a 
bit of a skirmish, but then he eventually escapes. And I think that's when we then cut uh, to Obi-Wan. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, that's, probably, yeah. that's probably right, yeah. Because then, yeah. um, actually, the Grand Inquisitor has a a set two with Reva, the third sister, because mm-hmm. she basically tries to cut down your character without interrogation, but the Grand Inquisitor stops him. Stops yeah. her. But it's crazy, like, how much, how powerful these guys are, because they're just stopping blades with just, like, a wee flick of their hand. Yeah, they are They are quite They are quite powered. Uh, just before we move on to the the other bit in the, the same area of Mos Eisley, twice in the first two episodes, Obi-Wan is asking for guidance from Qui-Gon. So I'll be very disappointed if Liam Neeson doesn't make at least a voice appearance, but hopefully a, a, a force ghost appearance. Oh, it's definitely got to be coming. Definitely got to be coming. Yeah, Liam Neeson's been pretending for ages that he's not going to be in it, but I think that's probably a lie. I just feel bad because we've done the yeah. that Star Wars skinny um, episode uh, podcast. We've done a draft of like characters I wanted to see, and I think all my picks are so far off. It's unreal. Like <laughs> loads of people put like Qui Gon and stuff like that. I've just put random yeah. people that are never going to show up. <laughs> so yeah, it's very clear from early on that Obi Wan is really struggling from what happened with Anakin and there's a scene where he's having a nightmare and you see a lot more prequel flashbacks and I hope that's something we're going to continue to see moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I'm not saying I quite, I like it, but I like seeing his kind of broken down, defeated character. Um, It's quite an interesting kind of viewpoint on him because like in the other ones we've seen him, he's always been like kind of optimistic uh, morally good one like we were talking about in the other episode um, so it's interesting to see him the way he is just now and how he's going to bounce back or if he does bounce back in this series do, do you not think it's better though that do you not think it's better that sorry I'm just sharing the stream on my own Facebook so people, more people can see it <laughs> do you not think it's better though that we know how Obi-Wan ends up Obviously, as Alec Guinness in episode four, whereas when Luke was all old and grumpy, that was like the future version, and we didn't know where that was going to go. So I think people will be more on board with this version of Obi Wan because they know he will eventually get back to himself. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. Okay, so there's apologies if we get some of the order wrong, but it's quite hard to do the episode stroke by stroke. So there's the big scene, which I've been looking forward to since the trailer, of Reva again trying to find the Jedi, but then Owen Lars gets involved, Uncle Owen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that after Obi-Wan tries to give him the give look, the toy, what do you call it? The toy spaceship. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Obi-Wan leaves the, the Skyhopper toy, which I've actually got at um, the Lars homestead and then he doesn't want Luke, he doesn't want Obi-Wan giving Luke presents because he knows he's just doing it to carry favour with him so there was an interesting bit Owen basically says that Obi-Wan doesn't care about Luke and he only cares if he's showing, so obviously he means uh, showing force powers 
I don't particularly agree with that. I think because of the connection with Anakin, he definitely will care about him. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I think he's just doing it because of, like, some sort of allegiance to the Force or the Jedi or it. And it's because it's Anakin's kid and what happened to Anakin. He's doing it out of, well, not loyalty to him, but kind of out of probably regret and duty to Anakin more than anything. Yeah, and there's, there's a lot of great scenes where... Like, there's the bit where Owen says, like, you trained his, his father and he's like, Anakin's dead. And again, you can really just see the hurt, the hurt on uh, Obi-Wan's face. Yeah. So is that when, so, and then we're talking about the scene where Reva is in the town trying to find your character. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And she starts, she starts threatening to cut people's hands off and things if they don't, she doesn't get information. She, she, actually she, does. she did do that, yeah. She does. But see, it's weird. Like I don't know if I said to you before, um, when the woman got her hand cut off, like the very next scene, there was like no sound. So like, if somebody cut my hand off, I would be crying and screaming and shouting. But the next scene, she was like saying nothing. She just said nothing. And I don't understand why she decided to be so brave in that moment. Like this person's wielding a lightsaber. Why are you just gonna basically <laughs> arguing with them? I know, would not be me. Uh, but so that, and then, it, then she she sees kind of Owen having a wee, a wee sly look out his eye when she's yeah. saying somebody knows something, and she immediately gets drawn to him. Uh, and Owen says he thinks the Jedi are vermin, and he kills vermin on his farm. Yeah. But it was a really good scene. Um, I thought, I thought Reva was actually quite intimidating in this scene. Yeah, more so, like. more so in the first episode than the second, I would say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There was some issues. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a great scene, the wee threatening scene. Yeah, so then he's be, they're basically asking if he's got family. He says they're no business of yours. And then the Grand Inquisitor jumps in and basically stops Owen getting killed. We obviously knew he wasn't going to die anyway. But what is what's the other Inquisitor one? Um it's the guy I I was listening to The Wheel of Horror this morning. They were doing a, a review as well. And they were saying it was the guy from Tokyo Drift and the Fast and the Furious. Yeah. I can't remember the, the character's name, but he is in Rebels as well. Oh, is he? Right, okay. Yeah. It looks completely different. Like yeah. I wouldn't have, I would never have thought it was him. It's quite an interesting moment because obviously we know from way back in A New Hope that Owen and Obi-Wan don't like each other, but he, in that moment, still protects him. And they have a wee moment where he's like, thanks, Owen. And he's like, I didn't do it for you, which is quite an interesting quote. I didn't do it for you. Was it he didn't want to do it because of Luke or because of Anakin? I'm not quite sure what the line meant. I thought it was more for, like, his fact, I don't think he minded getting killed if it saved his family kind of thing. I think if, if even if they yeah. had given them up, then they would have known he'd known something and went after him and his family anyway. Yeah, and then just to move things on a wee bit, we then transition to a very famous planet that we've only seen a brief scene of before, uh, which was Alderaan. So, was that something you were expecting? Yeah, I think so. I'd heard rumours that it was going to be in there because obviously uh, Jimmy Smith's the Eternal. Um, was heavily uh, what should I say, associated with 
uh, Kenobi has been in it. So I thought it, I thought it was going to be in it at some point. Just wasn't sure in what capacity. But yeah, yeah, it's nice to be contrast to being somewhere it looks like nice and green and yeah. uh, alive than the <laughs> dead sands of Tatooine. It's a beautiful planet, and you accused me of spoilers when I exclaimed that it was Leia as soon as I saw Alderaan. Oh, Jesus. I'll I'll just put out there. I thought the young actress that played Leia did a fantastic job. I thought she was really funny, really captured the character, but also you could see wee bits of Carrie Fisher in her as well. Yeah, I thought she did really, really well. Like I didn't think there was like I've been like on Twitter like most of the day and she began like a ton of hate. Like, I don't know why, like, so many people are, like, hating on her for no reason whatsoever. I thought she'd done a great job. Yeah, so did I. Um, I don't know if she's going to be in the whole show. I don't know if that chapter's going to end soon, but we can discuss that more when we get to episode two. So she's basically a wee bit of a, a ragamuffin. She doesn't like all the senator stuff. She wants to go and explore the galaxy, and she goes out and looks, sits in the trees and looks at all the spaceships coming in. And... She's a wee bit of a rebel, somebody yeah. say. And then eventually they get her back in, and her mum, her mum's family are coming over. Yeah, it's a quite an interesting scene where they're talking about like politics and slavery, and she has a bit of an altercation with her cousin. Oh yeah, he's a wee, he's a wee bam, isn't he? So. What was quite interesting, I saw a few people mention this, that it wasn't just Leia being intelligent and that was probably her using her force powers to to see what he was thinking and what his fears were. Ah, uh, yeah, because she could have, she had like quite a good um, intuition and she yeah. used it in episode two as well, I think, with Obi-Wan. Yeah. So we obviously knew something was going to to happen with Leia and then she's told to apologize to her cousin basically she runs away and this and she, she has a nice she's a nice conversation with Bail Organa actually where she's talking about the fact she's not really an Organa obviously being uh, Vader's offspring and that I thought that was quite a nice wee conversation they seem to have a good bond yep makes it all the more sadder that you got blown to smithereens <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Smithereens. That's a that's a spoiler for the future. So she runs away again, and that's basically where she gets kidnapped by a gang. And I'll be honest, I wasn't quite sure who the guy was that everyone was making a big deal about. But he's the the bass player from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, is that right? Oh yeah, Flea. I didn't yeah. realize that either until the then credits, and I was like, oh yeah. So yeah, Leah gets gets kidnapped by the gang. There's a lot of criticism about this scene that these grown adults couldn't catch a child. Oh, it was so um, bad. It was that was the that has to be up there with one of the worst chase scenes I've ever seen in my life. Like these people just like there's a branch like five feet away at chest height and they they run straight into it like, oh where did that come from? And it's like Yeah. Why? I, I turn my brain off for watching things so I, these things don't really bother me as such. Oh, I do, it, annoyed, it annoyed the hell out of me. Yes. You can do you can do a separate separate podcast on it. But do you know what thing? I think we agreed this at the time. I really like the way they took the story because the only reason Obi-Wan would leave his post 
protect Luke would be to protect the other twin. So yeah. I felt it was a really good story decision. Yeah, it must be so hard to, to write these stories and have it make sense in the grand scheme of things, isn't it? There's it must so be so hard, especially with everybody's expectations as well. There's so much lore and there's a bit at the end of the second episode which potentially breaks canon, but I don't think it'll it'll stay stay in that sense. Aye, it'll be something. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. So, uh, remind me of the order of events. Obi-Wan meets Nari in the desert, but I can't remember if that's before or after uh, the Organas get in touch with them. Was that before? Uh, I think it was before. I think it must have been before because um, that's when Owen and Owen gets caught up with Reva because mm-hmm. he's, he's strung up. Because so Obi-Wan... Meant to say, meant to say, talk about that as well. Because Nari asks Obi Wan for help in the desert, and Obi Wan's just like, yeah. "Nope, no, you're not me. That's not me. You're looking for. Um, I'm not. I'm not a Jedi." Blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, "You've changed." And he's like, "Yeah, you need to hide. We, we lost the fight. There's nothing to fight for." Yeah. That that's those really great quotes from the trailer, like, "The war's over. We lost. The fight is." Yeah, just just drumming home how how down he is yeah. at that point. And he tells him to what berries berries like saber in the desert and go back to the town. But I was like, why would you send them back to the town where the inquisitors are quite clearly waiting? Yeah, and then Obi Wan gets the the hologram, which is a nice throwback from Leia asking for Obi Wan's help in the future. Yeah, and he's just like, uh, no, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not going to save her, and he hangs up. But then when he goes back to Mos Eisley and he sees Nari's uh, body, yeah. then that's basically what convinces him to, to help. No, no, because Jimmy Smith comes no. to the cave as well. Yeah, that was an interesting moment. Well, you're the, crumbling on this live stream, by the way. What's that? You're crumbling on this live stream. It's hard to remember the specific order sometimes to these episodes because there's so much going on. Why are we doing this scene by scene anyway? We never do this. We've done this like this at the very start. I don't know. Means we don't means we don't miss anything. There's, there's not much point turning back now. So yeah, uh, Belargana appears in the cave, and at first you're not quite sure who he is because of the the cape. Did oh yeah, and the droid gives off the droid at the entrance gives off a signal saying there's an intruder. Uh, did you think it might be somebody else, or did you? Uh, I thought it was going to be. I don't think it was going to be Jimmy Smiths, but I thought mm-hmm. it might be some like a an envoy of his. Yeah. But I wasn't expecting him to be there himself. And he basically says, like, one more fight. And that, if I'm right in saying this, what prompts Obi-Wan to go digging in the desert. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it was really cool seeing the two the two lightsabers again, wasn't it? Yeah. See, that as a, I, I know I've been like that picky and things, but um, Scarlet was saying to me, she's like, see, like, if he's buried that, like, ten, they think he buried it 10 years ago when he first went there. Trying to find the exact spot, yeah. No, but why is there not like a lot more sand on top of it? Like, <laughs> would the sand not have just like built up and built up over the years? I think that's just looking too too deeply now. I know it's just it's just weird nitpicky things. Just... The, the the two the two main things here are why did they not change Luke's name from Skywalker, and why did Obi Wan keep his surname as well? Yeah, but to be fair, that was written forty years ago, so mm-hmm. they can't really change much about oh, that now. It still rankles a wee bit. Ugh. So then, uh, the first episode ends with Obi-Wan going to the kind of Tatooine spaceport and then he's dressed looking like a, dressed, dressed like a Jedi. 
dressed like a Jedi when he's been behind, but he also just looks the, the transition from you McGregor to Alec Guinness, I think, is working really well now. I think you can really obviously you McGregor was picked for the role because he is very similar to Alec Guinness. But it's 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 starting to work really well now just with the the age. Yeah, to be fair, and I think the I think I say this in most of like most of the Star Wars productions, like the designs are amazing. Like the cost the costumes and the the creatures and all that that you see in the episodes, just like even the ones in the background that you don't even see for that long. They're just so intricate and uh, detailed, it's crazy. So like the production team do really well in these shows, mm-hmm. I believe. Definitely. And just before we move on to part two, which is what they're calling it, have you got a, a seismic a seismic score for, for this episode out of five? Yeah, okay. It was a wee bit slow for my, my liking, but I feel like it had to be just because it was setting up so many things. Hmm. Um, the story was pretty good. Order 66 at the start, come on, that's just... So, I'm going to go for. Oh, I would do it at a point like fives or whatever. Or... Just to, well, just just a whole number out of five. Yeah, okay. Out of five. Yeah. No ten. We do tens. Tens of ten then. Right. Um, I meant like point five. Um, so I'm going to go for a nine. Yeah, I'll probably go nine as well. It was a wee bit slower, but there was so much cool nostalgic stuff going on that it didn't really bother me that much yeah it's just it's this is what i wanted uh the book of boba fett to be like for boba fett like i know like he's not got as much like um material to work with from uh live action kind of things mm-hmm. but i feel like the tone of this is much better like there's only a couple of bits of humor in it um, yeah your your character i wasn't that keen on the the Jawa calling Obi Wan smelly constantly. <laughs> I thought it's just, I thought it's just reinforced was, the fact that he's down on his luck. I thought I thought that was a wee bit, wee bit jarring in places. But although we said the first episode was a bit slower, I feel like the plot has advanced quite a lot because like Nari's already been and gone, the Inquisitors have been there twice, Leia's been kidnapped. I feel like quite a lot happened. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think the, sec- the second episode moves quite quickly as well. Right. Yeah, I would so, say so. What are you going for? Oh, you went for nine, didn't you? You went for nine. Yeah. So we got on to part two. Part two, yes. Go for it. And are we wanting to keep going beat by beat, or will we just talk? Will we just talk more general. That's what this half. I think more general because like, if somebody's seen it, then we're yeah. just going over all ground. I think we should just talk about all the stuff that was amazing. So we'll just talk about it all. Yeah. Just talk about it all. If anyone is watching or listening in any sense, let us know in the comments. What did you think of episode one? What would you give it out of 10? What were your favourite parts? Double and, <laughs> and how how are we doing? Awful. That's probably not probably not as bad as we think. So yeah, episode two. So anything particular you want to, to pick out and get us going? Uh I really liked the planet they were on. Is it Dayu? Dayu, yeah. I'm Dayu. glad you said it because when you said it, I remembered it. But I don't know if I, don't, I, don't know if I would have otherwise. Um. So yeah, Dayu. 
Um, I really like the, the design on that. It's really futuristic. Um, it kind of reminded me of, I don't know if he's Ghost in the Shell, like Scarlett Johansson, it's like quite futuristic. Kind of reminded me of that kind of future dystopian kind of city. Um, excuse me. Uh, and it's got plenty of wee, it's got plenty of secrets in it. Um, wee cameos. What one do you think I'm going to talk about first? Uh, the, the the war veteran. The war veteran. Tamura. Tamura's back in business again. Um, playing a homeless uh, former clone trooper who's down who, on his luck on the street. Who didn't try and take Obi-Wan out. He didn't. So he's obviously does, he's easier to out his face or just didn't recognise him at all. Um Oh, I've got a really fun fact for you. Right, go. See the the red haired girl who offers Obi Wan some items. Yep, I read this earlier on. I read this like two seconds before uh, we came. Is she McGregor's daughter? Yep. That's crazy. I know, but the thing I read was like, "Well, this is like Wedge Antilles's like uh, niece," and it's like, and it's also his daughter, and uh, you McGregor's daughter, and I was like. Why would you do it that way around? That's uh, that's really, that really cool. It also really mirrors that scene in Attack of the Clones where someone, I don't remember his first name, but his, his surname's actually Sleaze Bigano. No joke, Sleaze Bigano. Was it Death Sticks, boy? Yeah, it offers the Death Sticks to Obi Wan. So I thought that was a nice callback to the prequel. Yeah, it's yeah. um, quite funny too because she was like, it's like, we're also, we all used to be someone's daughter. And it's like, she's your daughter. <laughs> I did not know that at the time. That's really interesting. I didn't know he had a daughter, if I'm honest. Someone just love-hearted this. That's two likes we've got in the post. I don't know who it was, but thank you. See if you're listening, which you probably must be. Can you comment and let us know who that was? Thank you. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting the hang of this live streaming business. It's probably your mum and my mum. Nah, my mum's a bit of bed, it's fine. I probably went to it. Uh, right, so, where are we going with this? Can't remember. And um, I've heard rumors that Mark Hamill had a cameo in one of the episodes. Have you seen that? Uh, I did not see that. Um, actually, no. I I seen you know like one of these vague pictures that somebody puts like an arrow in the background. That this is Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Like, is it? I, I don't know. I feel like he'd had he'd have more of a like something. I, I feel like he'd have more of a presence if he had a cameo. But he very well, he very well could have. Maybe just wanted a behind the scenes moment. Yeah. Possibly, possibly. So, uh, did you like the scene where Obi Wan broke into the the lab? Yeah, it's cool to see. Yeah. It's cool to see them not use like him not using his powers or using mm-hmm. his lightsaber or anything to, uh, like get it down the nitty gritty. If you know what I mean. He's he's got the lightsaber. It's been sh- kind of sh- shoved in our our face, but we. He's going to save that for the Vader confrontation, isn't he? Yeah. Plus, it draws too much attention, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool seeing it in different ways. I thought Obi Wan had some really cool moments, like some of his responses, like everybody, everybody bleeds, and then he used the the drugs on them. <coughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was like, I didn't know a Jedi would Jedi's bleed or something. Like that. And there was another, he had another moment in the episode. By the way, um, just to show you the comment, it was uh, Stuart Smith that loved hearted it, love hearted it, um, and he's loving the live stream, but he's going to bed. 
So oh, they're just falling like flies. They're all up at five. This is the this is the excuse that's going around. Yeah, but at least these people are out. So thank you for for tuning in. <laughs> so yeah, I really like that scene where he he breaks uh, Leia out and then he introduces himself. It kind of mirrors the scene when Luke rescues Leia in A New Hope a wee bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what was I gonna say? Um God now I forgot what I was talking about now. I'm I'm crumbling on the live stream. I'll I'll jump in. The yeah, you jump in. What did you make of the dynamic between Obi-Wan and Leia? Because it's it's not something we ever saw in the original trilogy because Obi-Wan perishes just as Leia's been rescued. Yeah. I thought it was okay, but um Like it was one of those ones where, like Leia, we kept like they were trying to escape, and Leia's like trying to touch everything and like, oh, what's this? Oh, what's this? But obviously, it's like a first time off the planet, mm-hmm. off all around. Yeah. But you'd just be like, look, girl, young girl, we got to go now. Come on. That's quite. Inca, Inca was, Inca was That's pandering cool. to her too much. It's quite realistic, really, of a child that age when you when you think about it. I, I spotted a really good Easter egg. I don't know if you would have noticed. I don't know if you noticed it. Um, sorry, that sounded really. <laughs> I bet you didn't notice it. I didn't mean it like that. Um, see when he was trying to get her uh, disguise, like a different jacket. It was like a green jacket. Oh yeah, yeah. And she was like, "No, I want that one instead." It reminded me of the scene in Attack of the Clones where Anakin was like. Oh, you know, Master, I couldn't find a speeder I really liked. You know the bit when he makes like, oh, a yeah. joke? I thought, I, I feel like that's maybe intentional to show a wee bit of similarity with Anakin. Maybe, possibly. And Never then that. Leia obviously sees the... Oh, that's an important bit, isn't it? Obviously, that Reva basically lets all the bounty hunters and all the scum and villainy know that Obi-Wan's there and everyone's got tracking fobs. Yeah, it's quite funny too because obviously you've not seen John Wick. One of the John Wicks is basically it's like that. It's like somebody like sets off like a bounty and like everyone in their granny is a bounty hunter or an assassin or something. Like everyone's just like, oh, okay. And then they'll just get up and start <laughs> walking try to fight. Like, oh. I, like the, I like the crocodile guy. I thought he was more like a dinosaur, like a, yeah. a velociraptor. And it also reminded you of um, the Sin, the Mandalorian episode, where all the bounty hunters are on the prowl. Yeah. Ah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got a lot of callbacks there. So Leia obviously eventually finds out that Obi-Wan is, is keeping something from her. And yeah. I found it quite sad when she started running away from him, and it made Obi-Wan look really creepy because he was chasing her. A child. <laughs> yeah. Although it did, it did have opportunities to catch her, and yeah. I think whoever's in charge of coordinating these chasings really needs a swift bit up the backside because there's a couple of times that Obi-Wan could have just went like, got you. And Siri's like, oh no, I can't get you for some reason. They're just trying to build tension. A big part of this episode that we haven't mentioned yet was obviously the Inquisitors are about and they're still bickering. But also there's the, the fake Jedi, which at first, first watch I didn't like. But I actually quite liked the character the second time round. What was your view on? I can't remember his name, but the guy out of the Eternals. 
I'm just about to look up his name now. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pretend you know it. I'm gonna butcher it. So give me two seconds. I oh, know. I'm trying. I'm trying. To, I can't. I can't do it. I'm trying. To, anyway, trying what to, what did you make of the the fake out? I thought personally, I thought it was quite refreshing. Something well, like you. As soon as I seen it, as soon as I seen it, and I seen it with him, and then it, as soon as he talked to the communicator, I was like, he's a scam. He's not to be trusted. Um, yeah. I thought somebody that's like been a scam artist for him to turn good so easily was a bit not believable for me. I would have thought like he's all about the money, he's gonna get all the money for Obi Wan. Why would they help him? Do you trust him or do you think he's because Obi Wan's not really went to where he, he's told him to go on this ship at the end, which we'll get to in a second, but he's obviously not made it to safety uh, yet. So I, there's maybe something else in there. I, I, I kind of trust him because like he went to confront the Inquisitor to buy him some time like I feel like something that was like selfish yeah. like that would not risk his life yeah. to do that because like she could easily just cut him down I think and hope we'll see him again because he's a, he's a big actor and the character's alive so you would think we would see him again yeah I think we will because he's quite a he's quite a well known actor as well so yeah. for him to be just in that wee snippet it would be a shame because he's actually quite good and he's really funny in like everything he does. Oh, it says Scarlet's watching. Oh no, she's. <laughs> I think she's in the. Hello, so, dear. So on a similar note, I think we will return to Tatooine because Baru's not been on screen yet and she's on the cast list. So I think we'll definitely be back on Tatooine, either yeah, with or without Yeah, definitely it has some more. Unfinished business there. So Scarlett says, just to see your hair. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, sorry, where were we going? So, yeah, we'll, we'll probably go back to Tatooine. So, something we've not really touched on a lot in this episode, and we haven't really given our overall opinions yet, was on Reva. So, sure, she's, wanna... orchestrated this, she's orchestrated this whole kidnapping. Do you want to go? Do you want to go first on your thoughts on the character? Because I think she's became the kind of polarizing character in the series yeah. so far. To be honest, I, first watching it, I didn't really mind her. I didn't. wasn't that bothered. Um, I thought it was okay. wasn't that fussed by it. And then I watched it again, and I don't know. She just doesn't seem to exude much emotion mm. when she's. Like just talking face to face with someone, and then when she's shouting things, I don't know. It's almost like she's smiling. It's weird. I don't know. When I, when she was like waving her lightsaber at this transport ship flying away, it's almost as if she was like smiling while she was shouting. I was like, this is really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I didn't like. I've seen people saying like she's the worst villain in like Star Wars history and all that kind of stuff, and it's like that's not the case. Yeah, she, she's okay. She's not the worst. Um, but uh, like I said, I didn't, I didn't mind her. It's not really doing my head in as much as it's doing other people's heads. And I think, I, I think she's quite an interesting character in the sense of she was clearly a Jedi youngling, and I, I like the antagonistic 
nature she has with her fellow inquisitors but her con her unnecessary flips up and down the building where, i like that hardcore uh, parkour and to quote scarlet she's the worst <laughs> <laughs> so another bit we'll, we'll we'll finish off with the last sequence because it's incredible See, when she's doing like the sing-song voice to try and get Obi-Wan out of hiding, I thought that was really cringy. <laughs> it's like, come out, come out, whatever you are. Oh, you can only work with what you've written, what's written. No one can blame George Lucas this time. No, no. It was... I don't know. I was saying this in the group chat that we're on as well. Um, that, like, you know, when they're in the alleyway, um and they're looking at the spaceport, and uh, I can't remember which brother... Is it, are they called brothers, the, the male inquisitors? Yeah. Thanks for um, that. Or whatever brother it is, not the grand inquisitor, the brother. Um, and there's like a whole garrison of stormtroopers outside the spaceport, and Haja kills a bounty hunter robot, like in the alleyway, right across the street. from all these It's the same type of robot as Forlom from Empire, but it isn't for long, just so you know. Yeah. That droid's a terrible shot and all. But uh aye, so like there Obi Wan and Leia and Ali, this droid sneaks up on them, Hadja saves them, but they're like like twenty feet away away from all these stormtroopers. And none of them reacted to it. Nobody heard that this Inquisitor brother didn't even like register even anything happened. And so they're in this alleyway talking away. And Hadja's saying, like, oh, yeah, go to this place. I'll buy some time. And as he walks off, he shoots the droid again. And yet nobody chases him. And it's just like, that's a, I just think the way it was maybe edited or something, nobody really noticed. Um, but I just, things like that annoy me. Like I knew you were going to go on about this, but. I'm sorry. It just it bugs oh, me. Let's it bugs get back, me. To, back to important things. One of my favourite scenes in the whole two episodes so far was when Obi-Wan was looking at Leia and said, you remind me of someone. And it was like, was she a Jedi? Were they a Jedi? No, she was a leader. And obviously she was talking about Padme. That was a really nice scene. And he's obviously seems really sad that she uh, died as well. But some people are saying that he could also be talking about Sabine. But is Sabine dead? Like, you've seen all the Clone Wars. Oh, right. I was to, oh. Who's the one in Rebels? Oh, not Sabine, sorry. Satine. Oh, right, okay. That's confusing me. Should I get her name wrong? Oh, well. Um, so, but obviously he was talking about Padme because he was talking to her daughter. So that was another really nice moment. I'm sure there was another really nice moment in a conversation as well, but I can't really remember what it was now. I'm sure it'll come back to me. So will we finish off by talking about that amazing last sequence? On you go. You lead on. So obviously Obi-Wan, um, the fake Jedi guy, has said there's an automated ship essentially where they can escape off-world and he goes in there and then Reva arrives and is threatening Obi-Wan. He hides and then she's doing her come out, come out wherever you are. But then... She mentions Lord Vader, and obviously Obi-Wan knows the name Lord Vader, but he obviously thinks Vader and Anakin are dead. 
and then she's like, oh, he's alive, and Ewan McGregor's acting in that scene just with his facial expression and his eyes was was incredible, wasn't it? Well, see, you are telling me, like, he thought Vader and Anakin were dead, but I was under the impression that he thought Vader was Vader and wasn't, I thought, I, I thought he thought Anakin had died and Vader was somebody different at that point in time, that Vader was just a Sith. Because Anakin was going by the the name Vader like before the suit, so he probably. I know, but, I know, but there was it ever said in the in the movie. I don't know, but it was as soon as they said Vader's name, that's when he started. I thought he just said Anakin's alive. Uh, maybe not. Maybe I, I picked up wrong. But the that scene, so they get on to they escape on the ship. And Obi Wan sitting by himself, and then he goes. He just says Anakin's name, and then it pans to Hayden Christensen in the back to tank. And the mu- do you, can you remember the music? It was really. Nope. Do you remember the music when he was in the back to tank? Rewatch it. The scene is so powerful, and a lot of people think Obi Wan saying Anakin's name is what made him open his eyes. Like the oh, kind of force, okay. force connection there. I see. I'm really interested in, well, one, where's the story going? Is mm-hmm. Leia done now? Are they going back to Tatooine? What's the focus of the rest of the series going to be? How will they meet? But also, how are they going to factor Hayden Christensen into this? Because he's not going to voice Vader. You'd think it probably be James Earl Jones. But Hayden Christensen's been so heavily involved in the promotion that there has to it has to be either Clone Wars flashbacks or without the helmet on. What? What? How do you think uh, Hayden and Anakin will factor into the series? Yeah, I, I think I, I think I was speaking to you about it. I think either it's going to be like one of these things where they have a fight and his helmet gets damaged or something, and he actually has to speak like with his mask off to Obi Wan or something like that. Or it'll be like back to tank. I'd love a Clone Wars um, live action kind of flashback with them all, but I don't know if that's because they've got a Soka as well. And I remember, yeah, well, so it'd be ideal. It'd be ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, He's been confirmed for the uh, the Soka series, and that would have to no, it wouldn't have to be a flashback because Vader's still alive in that timeline. Yeah, I think it's really interesting how it's all going to play out. We also forgot to talk about the Inquisitor at the end. Oh yeah, that was the bit we mentioned earlier. So you want to handle that one? Uh, yeah. So the Grand Inquisitor catches up with Reva just as she's on the verge of getting Obi Wan, and he tells her to stand down. Basically, he's going to get Obi Wan himself, and she stabs him through the was it through the stomach, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And this is the Grand Inquisitor who's also in Rebels. And he's very much alive in Rebels, so he most definitely cannot be dead because I can't see the current creative team uh, Lucasfilm allowing that that bigger canon breach to happen. <laughs> Continuity error. <laughs> I think there'd be a, I think there'd be a revolt if that happened. So yeah, I think he'll be back. I think I would say he'll definitely be back in the series. Yeah, somebody was actually I was in the, the Wheel of Horror one. Some somebody mentioned. The 
the race from Utapau, they are able to kind of heal themselves mm. slightly. So that may be just him yeah. be able to heal himself from that, possibly. He'll, he'll definitely be back. Yeah. Right, well, that brings to a conclusion our second episode. What's your episode two rating then? Uh, well, I definitely thought this was more fast-paced, more up my kind of alleyway the action. So I would give it a 9.5. I thought this one was pacier and the end was really good, but I still think I liked the first episode better because this was all set in just that one kind of area of the town. It wasn't as varied going from like Tatooine to Alderaan, that kind of thing. I'm going to go... I'm gonna go eight. Eight. Some of some of Reva's actions, like the constant backflips, annoyed me, and the, the sing songing, and yeah, the Grand Inquisitor's death spooked me a bit. So yeah, I'll go. Eight. I did like the first episode better, but I did enjoy the second episode. I actually liked it better on the rewatch. Uh, Scarlet has says that Reva will turn Jedi. Scarlet is nothing. That's rude. <laughs> don't, don't antagonize our our listeners. Right, all two, all two of them. <laughs> right, there's actually two people watching right now, so thank you to those people. Right, so this is the first time we've ever done it on the live day, so we don't have to say what day it is, but we'll just do it anyway. So this is Monday. We have decided over the next couple of weeks, due to some other commitments, we're just going to fully focus on Kenobi so it's just you'll be glad to know it's just going to be one podcast a week for the next couple of weeks but we've got some other movies coming up we want to look at so there's Lightyear the new Buzz Lightyear flick coming out there's the new uh, Top Gun and uh, Jurassic Park the new Jurassic Park as well Jurassic World no it's Park and World isn't it <laughs> Park's gone man the Park's gone so Paul is busy and can't watch apparently <laughs> right so yeah so our experiment with live stream I think it was better Paul would probably agree when we started just talking more generally rather than going through the beats but overall I've quite enjoyed seeing people's comments and, and doing it live yeah Scarlet Sabotage is this something you would do again yeah actually it was actually it's just basically what we do normally isn't it anyway just the occasional Comment, but it's maybe maybe some head like I'm going to swear, I'm going to swear just because it's live now, like in my in the back of my mind. Maybe I think obviously I was at the cinema tonight, but if we do it at an earlier hour, we might get some more people and some more comments yeah. on as well. What's your Doctor Strange ranking? Uh, out of what ten? ten. Probably give it like a nine. Nice. I can't remember what I gave. I, I can't remember if we did ratings in the episode. But um, although it was a spoiler review, I still feel like not much was really spoiled for me. But never mind. Yeah, I, I think we held back quite a lot of details just so we because we knew when you were going to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's good. I appreciate that. So Wednesday night is the release of part three of Kenobi, and we're really looking forward to that. And then Thursday night on my thirty-first birthday. That sounds really old. We're going to review that. And just before we clock off, Paul, 
since you're not paying attention, you can do the plugs. Oh, sorry. It's just uh, that person that's been commenting on the videos has just popped in and given me abuse. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what was in the plugs? Yep. Uh, right, okay. Um, you can go away now. Uh, <laughs> um, so, we are on social-wise. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Mostly on Twitter. TikTok. Have you done a TikTok yet? I've got an account. I just don't really know how to work it, or I'm not very confident in using it, but maybe at some point. Look, if Jason Derulo can do it, you can do it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm mostly probably active on Twitter. And then anywhere you listen to podcasts, that's where you'll find us. Any reputable ones? Paul's just doing that so he doesn't have to go through the list. You're right, because I cannot remember them all. Yeah, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna do it. Anyway, I'll be time to sign off and just a reminder that our slogan is the power of escapism. Hopefully anyone who's tuned in have enjoyed escaping reality for a wee bit. And we're looking forward to seeing what episode three brings. Yep, and thanks for listening. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.